FM 96.9, the KZSB AM FM News Center. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Chrysell and Diane Duvernay are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, FM 96.9, and streaming at AM1290KZSB.com. We're repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa, and in Acapa Streets, and in Montecito's Upper Village. And Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So Neil, happy Monday to you. How are you? Happy Monday to you. So do you think uh, that everyone, all 15-year-old girls are going to want to be football fans now? Because, uh, (laughs) you know, I have to say it's been quite a boondoggle for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I even may, I don't like football, but I may have to watch it now as a Swifty. Get a a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Yes, exactly. Um, So uh, I understand we have a really famous guest today we do we have the managing partner of one of our sponsors my firm arlington financial advisors hi joe how you doing hello diane hello neil good good to see you here uh good to, good to see you too it has um but you're always a great guest so we're looking forward to it so the the first article i have um uh, touches on something that Nicholas Taleb wrote in his 2006 book, Black Swan. And what he suggested is the only way to really be successful as an investor is to employ what he called a barbell strategy. And that was predicated on the notion that stock prices are random. And what you needed to do was basically uh have at one end of your barbell 90 to 95% of your investments in something like treasury bills and then put 5 or 10% of your money in out of the money options and hope that uh one of them hits uh which he would then suggest would be what he uh has theorized as a black swan and you'd make a lot of money and if you didn't succeed that cycle you would be anchored by the 90, 95% of your money in treasury bills. Well, the article that I want to bring in today is from CNBC, and it's about uh, zero-day options that I didn't even know existed. And it's been a, the article begins by saying it's been one year since the CBOE launched zero-day option contracts. And they are now a significant part of the overall option business. And what they are is exactly what it sounds like. They're options that expire the same day. So essentially, it's a gamble that if you buy a whole bunch of these options, and in fact, you can buy now uh, a a, a zero-day option on the entire stock market, uh, you uh, can uh, basically uh, make a fortune because they're so, so cheap because they basically have no value. And today, they make up a whopping 50% of total S&P 500 options. So there are people now, if you want to consider it the Nicholas Taleb suggested way of investing or just outright speculators that are essentially uh, speculating that the market's going to move. And if it doesn't, they lose all their money. Well, so so for, so for almost no cost at all, you can fully participate in the upside of the market. Is that what they're suggesting? Well, they're suggesting that for almost no cost at all, you can lose all your money in one day. <laughs> I mean, it's Such the same. It's, it's the same side of it. It's basically saying, you know, um, the chances of winning. It's like it's like playing lotto. You know, you can make a lot of money if you win, but the odds are against you. It's 
it's it's really another manifestation of what I would consider to be the meme insanity we've seen the last three or four years with the Game Shop and uh, AMC, where people are looking for a quick hit and are willing to take extraordinary risks. Um, the next article is sort of the flip side of that, and it's uh, from the Wall Street Journal, and it says 60% of Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck. Um, the uh, uh, average hourly earnings decline 0.05% for the month of September. Uh, and um, you have, uh, based on uh, this article said, um, th uh, the survey that I'm trying to find the name of the survey, but oh, Lenders Club, that uh, people who um, have earnings less than $50,000 a year uh, Seventy-six percent of them are living paycheck to paycheck, and if you've been earning, if you are earning fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, sixty-two percent of those uh, are living paycheck to paycheck. So you know there's this this gap in terms of wealth wealth effect that still more than half the country, and maybe that's why there's some uh, polling that suggests people are not satisfied with the economic performance of the current administration uh, because they still feel that they're living on, at the edge. You know, and, and as the last of the pandemic measures were set to expire last month in August and September of this year, I think you're going to see more people feeling the crunch as those pandemic measures expire. And those were really the last of the poverty safety net for food. So, you know, I, th I think there we are at a risk of, of seeing um, more poverty and more homelessness, more more starvation. Um, the, the next article um, is something that, you know, doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's something that I've been saying for 40, 50 years, and that is someone who's very, very successful in the stock market probably won't be tomorrow. And the article in this Saturday's Wall Street Journal is entitled, At Third Point, Dan Loeb's Hot Hand Goes Cold. And Dan Loeb has been one of the most successful hedge fund managers in the last uh, 15 years. And last year, he was down 31.8% uh, when the market was up substantially. And this year, he's down again. And, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, people are successful when they're successful. And the interesting thing about this article, when they interviewed him and they said, what happened? He said, well, you know, I was betting on the uh, economy suffering more than it did because of high interest rates. And if you just think about that for a minute, that's, in fact, what uh, many, many fund managers are taking a macro view, which could be right or could be wrong, and then basing their uh, investment strategy on that macro view. But if you're wrong, which he was, you're not going to do as well as the stock market, which is a really big argument, in my view, at least for index funds. Well, and it also, you know, illustrates like, like, for example, look at Kathy Wood, she was really the pandemic superstar in the money management. And she only owns something like under 20 companies. So she's taking big bets. And, you know, if you speak to anybody who's a Kathy Wood disciple, they're, they have no intention of selling out of her, her fund. And she hasn't done very well the last few years either. Um, but what is, that reminds me. Go ahead, Joe. Reminds me. Or not. Reminds me of uh, one of the two great government warnings. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, two great government warnings we have. Number one, cigarettes cause cancer. And number two, past performance is no indication of future results. I think they're both very true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wonder if there's a correlation between those people buying uh, zero-day options and smoking. But that's another story. Um, so uh, this article comes from Bloomberg, which we don't usually bring in. But this was a really good article. And um, the article is about uh, the latest argument about fiduciary rulemaking. And um, the article begins by saying the uh, uh, U.S. Labor Department is is considering uh, is not considering is going to take aim at retirement plan rollovers, and this is the process where newly retired uh, employees who are going to transfer their 
savings from a 401k plan or pension savings plan to individual retirement accounts. And believe it or not, um, and I know you'll believe this because you guys are fiduciaries, uh, the brokerage industry is fighting this. They do not want the fiduciary rule. They want what's called the standard, the standard rule, which is that um, uh, you can uh, use your best interest um, and uh, as long as both the client and the investor, uh, excuse me, both the, the provider and the investor has the same interest, it's okay. Uh, as opposed to the fiduciary rule that has to put your client first, which is another reason that you should be using an investment advisor rather than a stockbroker. Right. And so it, what the rule is, is that you need to make sure that you understand what you're giving up by rolling out of a big 401k plan. And normally what they're trying to protect against is, is large fee increases. Normally those 401k plans have a large, the company has a lot of money in it, which brings their fee down and making sure that individuals aren't rolling it into a high fee environment. What I find unbelievable is that people are debating this. It seems like, how can you, as a stock brokerage industry, stand up and say, it's okay not to put your client first exclusively? It's just really just, just it's just- well, It's a testament it, to where they're-, they're um, their loyalty lies, right? And that's yeah. one of the problems with the large, you know, boiler room type operations. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. When you're farming a vineyard, you have 180 days to bring about a certain quality for the eventual wine. With a bank like American Riviera Bank, it's really comforting to have a partner that understands the agricultural landscape. Having people that communicate quickly with us, that are able to be flexible in how we're doing our business on a day-to-day -day basis has been a real strength in what we bring to our client base. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. As Californians, we know that an earthquake can strike at any time. Having a plan on what to do when the shaking starts is vital. The only thing better would be to also receive an alert that the shaking is coming. Earthquake experts and public safety officials in California are developing an earthquake early warning system. Even a few seconds of notice could allow you to take action. For more information on the future of earthquake early warning, go to calalerts.org. Sponsored by the California Governor's Office of Emergency Services, aired by the California Broadcasters. Money Talk brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So if you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having my business partner and the managing partner of Arlington Financial Advisors with us, Joe Weiland. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a real treat to be back here. It's been a while. And you have, you are a repeat guest, but let's just backtrack a little bit and talk how you got involved in financial planning and um, 
you know, where you, where, what made you want to get involved in this industry? Boy, well, you know, that's a, that's a good open question. You know, I will say that I remember, uh, you know, back in my high school years, my mother told me, she said, you know, you're going to get involved, whatever your business is going to be, you're going to be in a business that doesn't exist today. And I think she was right. In the 70s, there was not financial planning. There was uh, brokerage houses, there was stockbrokers, there were maybe some trust officers. But financial planning really came to came i'm going to say it came of age in the 90s more than more than earlier although there was some uh, preliminary things happening that way and i was fortunate in the late 80s to get involved with a company that was on the forefront and i got a, i was offered a job with them and got to understand that wow financial planning if you if you do this thing right people of almost any income level if they're able to save a little bit of money and are diligent about it, they can build up some money working for them. And then over time, during the course of a lifetime, you can actually create a financial future that is uh, fulfilling all the goals and dreams that you have. And it that has become my career. 35 years of it at this point, it's been terrific. And so what would you say on that planning I piece when, when clients come to you or potential clients come to you, what's eating at them the most? Where do you think you have the most um, benefit to them and their financial futures? Well, good question. I think, I think people are unaware of where they're at. There are people who financially are in terrible shape. You know, I had a, a fellow show up with me and he said, you know, I've been working a pretty long time. This guy is an artist. I've known him for a long time. And and he's uh, he was thinking, you know, I think the retirement sounds good to me. I think I'd like to start that. How do I do that? And I thought to myself, uh, um, you know what? Have you saved any money? And he looked at me like that was a miracle to him. Just so even the thought of it. And, uh, and then other people who are financially, and, you know, this guy didn't, you know, he was in nowhere closer to retirement than the day he was born. Um, and there's other people come in and they really are financially in very good shape and they just feel like they're always broke and they're barely going to get by and they almost have a depression mentality. So for most people, uh, they don't know. They don't have a perspective of where they're at. They can't see outside their own personal finances. And they they don't know anyone else's finances. We don't we don't really share in our country, in our, in our culture. So... A lot of it, what's eating at them is people just don't know where they stand. And that's one of the big gifts we give them is both, this is where you stand today. Here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses. Here's where you need to push to, to, to make your financial future better. And this is how long that's probably going to, going to take. And so when you meet with clients and you talk about, um, on our website, it talks about estate planning. What 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 is Arlington's role within this estate plan? Well, we, we're not attorneys, okay? So we don't draft documents, um, but we do identify issues and we, I, we do identify worries and concerns. And worries and concerns are, number one, do you have a, an estate plan in place? Do you have, uh, does it do what you want it to do? Have you considered all those people that you want to leave thing, you know, assets to upon your passing? Are your, are your loved ones taken care of? You know, where our real role is to identify all the, the big issues um, and then give some overview options and plans and thoughts. And then making sure that uh, people are in contact with the state planning's attor planning attorneys to have the documents put in place, making certain everything that is in a, someone's estate has been retitled and put in the properly named, which is a big concern. Um, and then uh, make sure the doc, you know, make sure that everything is completed, that it does what people want it to do. So if we could go back to the, the first question so, that I asked you, which was how um, you can make someone uh, better able to deal with the question of can I retire and how am I doing financially? One of the problems is that there is no universal rule as to what is in fact 
enough and what is necessary to retire. So the interesting thing is it's not like going to a heart surgeon and pretty much there's a there's a bunch of rules and you know forgetting about the, the on the on the margin most the heart surgeons are about you know doing the same same thing but in financial planning it's not just a matter of picking a financial planner someone picking a financial planner who has the right uh, idea that's suitable for you and it's not homogeneous no correct well there's two there's two things you touched on there number one each individual client or each person who's uh, on their financial journey it's an individualized journey is what it is and you know there's people who you know if they had a million dollars they would literally be set they would have enough money they'd never have to think twice about finances they live a fairly you know we're here in santa barbara so let's just say that uh a uh, million dollars isn't quite what it is in the heartland but if you are in the heartland and you have a million dollars and and you might be able to be in good shape i can tell you if you have a million dollars in montecito uh it's time to get to work is what it is so that's that's that individual kind of who you are coming to the equation. And then you have to say, well, what kind of planner is this? Is this a planner who's conservative? Is this a planner who uh, is swinging for the fences for me? Is this, you know, what kind of approach do they have? And does that make, allow me to sleep at night? I always say that uh, your, your money has to do two things for you. Number one, it's got to grow. And number two, it's got to allow you to sleep at night. And your planner, whoever your advisor is, if they're not providing you with that benefit, they're they're leaving you out of the equation. Absolutely. So, so then, in in terms of um, tax planning, how what do you do for tax planning purposes? Well, most of the clients we work with have tax planning professionals. Okay, and they prepare. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're accounting and they prepare the, the tax uh, returns. What we do is we make sure that uh, the, the client is aware of within the assets that they hold, what are going to generate taxable income? What kind of taxable income do you have to plan for? Uh, if they buy or sell anything, what kind of taxable uh, event is that going to cause? And then within portfolios, uh, what we end up, uh, making sure happens is that there's gains in a portfolio. See if we can de defer those gains into future years. Uh, if there's losses in a portfolio, should we take advantage of that this year? Should we realize losses and then take that as a as a write off in our tax returns? Um, as well, tax planning. You know, do you have a way to put away money in a tax deferred environment? That might be something where you know we've got business uh, owners. Uh, in, in Santa Barbara, for instance, there's a lot of business owners that are sole employees. And if you're a sole employee of, uh, in, a, in a business, then you have a lot of options as far as pension plan design. And should you even consider that? Uh, there's, there's everything from an IRA where you could be funding you know, under $10,000 a year to defined benefit plans where you could be saving a quarter million dollars a year pre-tax. And so it's, it's helping people identify uh, opportunities that will help this year for taxes, as well as thinking about what we're going to do this year, next year, and the year after from uh, how, how do we move assets from one item to another? Like if you have a big IRA, and a lot of people do, there's something called distribution planning. That distribution planning is a, a key part of building wealth because once you've retired, you've got something called a required minimum distribution every year. And that required minimum distribution is going to force you to, to pay taxes on your IRA. Done right, you can minimize that. And that's a key component of what we do. You're listening to Money Talk, oh. AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. What defines our community? Is it the people? The businesses? Is it the ranches, vineyards, and farms? We think it's all of those, and we're committed to helping our communities thrive. Homeowners existing and new, businesses looking to grow or bring up the next generation, 
are regional agriculture, managing their seasons, crops, and livestock. We're American Riviera Bank, and we invest in our communities, in you. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him opening his own clothing store at the age of 18? One in 138,000. Excited to be a part of pop culture, he packed for the big city. The odds of finding someone to invest in his vision? One in 4.5 million. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. As long ago as the late 1960s, the Penn Central Railroad offered a version of cellular payphones on its metro liners. The first modern cell phone was introduced this month in 1983 in Chicago with a call to Alexander Graham Bell's grandson. In 1990, there were just over 5 million people in the country with cell phones. Now, 96% of American households have cell phones. Profile America is a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290. And Richard, I think we have a, a caller, right? Yes, we do. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Go ahead. Hi, Hi caller. Linda. Hi, Linda. Thanks for calling. I have a question for Joe. Um, we hear a lot about um, people talking about the, the yield curve, and I was wondering what effect that has on our economy and how it's affecting our current economy. Wow. Yeah, good Good question, Linda. The yield curve is a concept that, that I, I have to say it escapes I think 99% of the people in America, they don't know what it is. What, what it is, is it's, it's basically uh, what kind of earnings you're going to get on a bond, a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year, and out to 10 and 20 and 30 years. And if a yield curve is normal, it's shaped where a longer bond pays more, a shorter bond pays less. If a yield curve is inverted, that means that uh, you get paid more for a one-year CD than you do on a five-year CD. And you say, well, why would I ever buy a five-year CD that pays less than a one-year CD? Well, an inverted yield curve is something that happens typically, and I'm going to say typically because this is economics, uh, and there's always an exception to the rule. But if there, we have an inverted yield curve, which we currently have, that indicates that interest rates are going to drop. Why would interest rates drop? Because the Federal Reserve is going to lower interest rates. Why would they lower interest rates? In order to stimulate the economy. Why do you stimulate the economy? Because we're in a recession. So an inverted yield curve, which we have currently, suggests that we're going to have a recession. Now, one of the, one of the great things about our economists and the Federal Reserve and all, all the different ones they're constantly looking backwards in data. They're looking at what happened six months ago, three months ago, two months ago. They cannot look forward. They're, they, they're, it's impossible to get data about tomorrow. So it could be that we're in a recession right now. It could be that the recession actually has passed already. Anyways, so to answer your question about the yield curve and and you know, I, I'm just amazed that someone on, on the radio would call and ask about this, is that it does indicate what might be happening into the future. And currently, the yield curve says that interest rates are going to drop six to 12 months out, uh, probably allowing people to refinance their houses if they just buy them again. 
uh, probably causing interest rates to go down. Well, interest rates going down to to mean that it's going to be less expensive to borrow money next year than it is this year. And probably that means that we're headed to, into a recession or we're in a recession currently. Uh, Diane, you, you're an expert on this. Any Anything you want to add about that? I think you covered it. No, but I'd like to you know just add one thing. Going back to the articles, Dan Loeb uh, essentially uh, blamed his performance on the fact that he had read The Economy, which I assume would be including the yield curve shape to assume that we're going to be in a recession. And he was wrong. So all these rules of thumb have to be taken with a grain of salt because they work until they don't work. Well, I think that brings up a good point in that right now, even though the yield curve is inverted, which is a recession um, red flag, and the leading economic indicators have come down by 10%, and that is also a red flag for a recession, it's very difficult to see a recession when you have GDP growth. So GDP growth number came out the beginning of August, end of July at as our economy is growing 2.4%. So it's hard when the definition of a recession is shrinking of the economy. And I think much of that has to do with the fact that our unemployment rate is so incredibly low. When you have a 3.9% unemployment rate, if and when, like we witnessed last year, when technology started to shed jobs and restructure, and you know really start looking at the bottom line and profitability it's all of those employees that got let off were consumed by other companies that needed staffing and so those those influences that are happening in this economy is making it different so i don't think we're going to see a typical recession I think we're going to see something more along the lines of a rolling recession where you're going to have sector specific recessionary times, much like we saw last year with technology really bringing down the stock market and um, going, you know, in a recession, whether it be Google, Facebook, um, you know, they they started laying people off. Now, this year so far, we've seen a banking recession where you have First Republic Bank going out of business, you have Silicon Valley Bank going out of business. And as, as we start to see this, you start to see that each sector is going to have potentially its its day of, of experiencing recessionary times. What do you think, Joe? How, how, okay, here's the question. How do you have a recession when the money supply is, is deeper and broader than ever before? There's more personal savings than we've been in had in a long time and everyone has a job it's a it's you know it's hard to have a recession when people have money and jobs but once again we have an indicator that suggests we're supposed to have a recession it's a very odd time um i think that might be the definition of economics though it's odd this time because absolutely so. well and you know I, I as i've been saying for the last few years there's there's a real problem of finding employees. And no matter what business you walk into, there's a help wanted sign, whether it be on a LinkedIn ad or a little piece of paper on the door of the coffee shop. And, you know, I have to apologize to the millennials because I've been saying, you know, I'm not sure where the people are. Are millennials living in their parents' basement and not getting jobs? But, you know, what we're finding out, and Joe, perhaps you could speak to this about labor participation and what age demographic is, is dropping out of the world workforce. Well, no surprise, the uh, baby boomers, those, those people 60 years old and older, um, they are participating at a much lower rate in, the, in the, uh, the jobs. The people who are participating higher than ever are people 55 and under. So right now, 83.5% uh, of the people age 55 or younger have or are, are working in our economy right now. Um, the interesting thing about that, it's higher than it's been at any, any time. And you say, well, what about you know, 20 years ago? What, well, 20 years ago, women were not participating in the workforce as they are today. So you take into consideration the fact that you have both men and women uh, actively participating in the workforce. 
I don't think there's been a time in history that we've had more people working in that demographic. And that's a big demographic, 55 and below. So, Diane, as far as I think I'm the only one on on this on this radio show that fits into that demographic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, 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 you know, what what's really unfortunate is that given what would ordinarily be a very rosy uh, consumer confidence picture, uh, people are uh, under the impression that the economy is not doing well. They may be saying, I'm doing okay, but the economy is not doing well, which is really adds to the peculiar nature of, of, of the time we're in. You know, that is so true, Neil. I had a friend down um, visiting this weekend from Marin. And he says to me, you know, this is such a bad economy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, if you, how are you measuring that? Because if you try to get a res, if you try to go to a restaurant without a reservation around here, good luck in getting a seat. Right. And he's like, oh, well, Santa Barbara's a, a, you know, a, a bubble. And I'm like, well, it's the same in LA. And he goes, well, you know, that's LA, it's Hollywood. I'm like, are you trying to tell me that the people in Marin are suffering? He's like, okay, fine. Good point. I'm just mad at my boss right now. <laughs> uh, you're, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. All right, you're clear. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. The 2023 Walk to End Alzheimer's is coming up October 14th at La Playa Stadium. Here's Karen Ortiz. We'll have our Santa Barbara Walk, which is on October 14th at Santa Barbara City College, La Playa Stadium. We'll have Mr. John Palmentary there emceeing for us. We'll also have some food trucks out there that day to accommodate the large crowd that we'll have. Anywhere from, you know, six to 800 people. Hopefully we'll attract a lot of attention, create amazing awareness. Then just go to alz.org backslash walk. It brings up everything that you need. Just put in your zip code, it'll give you the nearest walk. It's really simple just to go owls.org backslash walk. And uh, we're looking forward to having a lot of people to come out and show up to walk to help us end Alzheimer's. To get involved with the 2023 Walk to End Alzheimer's, go to alz.org slash walk. The big event is coming up October 14th at La Playa Stadium. That's alz.org slash walk. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. I actually have a question for both of you. Um, my wife is a therapist, and they have, as a general rule, uh, sessions with other therapists uh, where they talk about issues that affect them and their their view of the world and their clients and their patients. What do financial planners do? Do you are you always solo, or how do you make sure that in your own life, in your own financial uh, performance, that you are keeping on the right track? Well, well I think. I, go ahead, Joe. I, what else? I will say this, that that both Diane and I uh, attend national conferences uh, each year to get kind of the the pulse of of what's going on in the financial planning world. Uh, as well, you know, we have a uh, an office with uh, five different planners. And I can tell you this, you know, you may not want to be there yourself because you might 
find this incredibly boring, but we do have the water cooler talk about our finances, about financial planning, about different things that are happening. So we stay pretty on top of it. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's as di- disciplined a session as maybe your wife goes through on a uh, from a counseling standpoint. But Dan, what do you what do you think our number one way is of, of sharing what's going on in our own lives and, and making sure we're we're tuned into the financial planning world? Well, I think what's important is to continue to educate yourself. And so through conferences and study, currently I'm I'm in a a process of a a leadership group with a cohort of about 50 people across the country in financial planning. And part of it is to stay up on how to do the, what are the, what are the best best techniques to be using to run your business, to help your clients, what should we be doing more of, and how do we get together and collaborate to to really provide the best service possible for our clients. And so part of it is in order to really um, excel at this profession, you need to be a lifelong learner and somebody who's curious and able to do the research and really stay on top of the law changes especially as we're in times where you know things are constantly changing as laws change as deadlines change and and where our clients need the most guidance is especially in times of uncertainty or recent law changes you know often in the estate planning world that's when we add the most value is when estate law changes we recommend to our clients, now's the time that you need to go back to the attorney and address these issues as as life is ever evolving. Yeah, I, I think the lifelong learner is probably the uh, the key and that's probably where we end up sharing the most information. It's what, you know, uh, I, I really enjoy this com- uh, this radio show that you do because it's kind of similar to what we do there's different articles did you see the article today in the, in the journal or do you see it in the financial planning magazine you know there's a there's always things that uh, we're sharing around the office and so neil i think it's a good question and i think it's just a, a a fixed part of what we do i don't know what i would do if i was a solo planner and just a a, a one-man office it's, That'd be too much. It, you know, it, it's true for every industry. You know, the, the the old saying, the cobbler's son gets the worst shoes and, and you know, doctors are the worst patients. Sometimes you're working so hard for your clients, you forget about yourself. Well, we provide that service to each other. So that's a good thing. So yes. Jill, let's, let's talk a little bit about inflation because you mentioned it in one of your previous answers regarding, I think it was Linda's question about the yield curve. So what is going on with inflation? It it appears as if the Fed's really, um, uh, you know, taken down the pressure, so to speak. Tell us how they do that and, and what we're seeing out there in the economy right now. Okay. Well, you know, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, depending on uh, who you talk to, they sometimes get a bad rap. Uh, but the truth of the Federal Reserve is they their job is twofold. Number one, to have... Uh, moderated uh what's the term again it's basically moderated uh uh pricing uh two percent or less inflation and also full employment and so when i think about that um you know there where we at currently is we're about 3.9 percent inflation rate right now so by historic uh terms it's it's higher than it's been in the last 15, 20 years, but nowhere near the 70s and, and the 80s as far as the inflation level. And it's come down quite a bit from where we were a year and a half ago, which was about a five or six, uh, probably about 6% inflation level. And it's on its way down. Now, interestingly, prior to Janet Yellen's tenure as the uh, uh, Federal Reserve Board Chair, the Federal Reserve did not have a target for inflation. They just wanted uh, relatively stable prices. She set the 2% inflation number. And I personally think if you look at the history of inflation, it was below 2% for a long time. And she set the goal at 2%, which is to say, I think she was aspirational to get it up to 2%. There was a number of years there from 2008 to 2015, where 
more than half the time we were below 2% inflation. And that was with the Federal Reserve trying to accelerate the economy. Uh, I think currently interest inflation is declining and probably will go down back completely within uh, a relatively known loan number over the, the not too distant future, which is a, a pretty open amount of time. But, uh, you know, one or two years and we'll be back down to the 2% inflation numbers. Dan, you, you've seen how hard the Federal Reserve has tried to uh, both stimulate the economy in the, the, you know, basically the 09 to 2015 years and how much they're trying to put the brakes on it right now. Uh, it's uh, it's it's yeah, interesting the how they operate. Piece with, yeah, the yeah, most yeah, fascinating but, piece but, me with the well, Fed. Neil, did you want to say something? Yeah, Joe, the the Wall Street Journal article today, though, you know, you say that interest that uh, inflation is going to come down, which is absolutely true. But so many people think that that means that prices are going to come down and they miss the point that uh, prices continue to go up, but they're going to go up at a slower rate. And that's sort of where the disconnect comes when you take a survey of, of the general population. Yeah, people think absence of inflation is prices going down. The truth of the matter is prices typically, they don't really go down. They just stop going up. Now that well, journal article, they don't go down because uh, yeah, when they go down, down it's it, it, right. Yeah, that's even worse. Um, you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve twenty and FM ninety six point nine, and we'll be right back. Our family has been here in over thirty years. We've always been in the hospitality business. So when we're looking for a bank to finance our deal, American Riviera actually stepped up for us. They know Santa Barbara well. Right now, we don't have any plan to open another hotel, but if we do in the future, we'll be talking to American Riviera Bank for sure. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank, bank on better. I spend a lot of time in the backyard and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. Skyview. Community Matters. Radio Real Estate. Money Talk. The Andy Caldwell Show. Teen Sports Radio. Community Alert. Mortgage Matters. Welcome to the Voices. 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 Voices of Santa Barbara. The CEO Report. CSUCI presents About Education. The Farm to Table Hour. Around the World. The Jeremiah Show. The Art and Antiques Radio Show. Garden Gossip. Cork and Fork Radio Show. Tell me your story. It's radio with TV's Tim Stack. You'll hear it first here at KZSB Santa Barbara. To Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology mobile deposits. Free use of every ATM machine in the country and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com, of which we have somebody that just emailed in wanting to ask Joe a question about... Um, taxes. So taxes are due October 15th, and they want to know if they can still make their IRA contributions. So let's talk. About <laughs> yes. Well, this is the year, the tax year that never ends in 2022, right? Diane, you've, you've seen it. We've, we're having people right now finally getting to their taxes. I, I know all the CPAs in town are going nuts because 
they they like to have everything wrapped up on April 15th and be able to take their vacation and then move on. This year, the tax year ends on October 15th. Yeah, for most of California, we all got an extension due to um, extreme weather events that happened this year and natural disasters. And so with the IRA, Joe, um, normally the law is you can you can make your contribution to a traditional IRA up until April 15th, which is the tax filing deadline, not including extensions. However, this year it's a little different. This, yeah, this is the year. Go ahead. You you can you can share. This year you can make your IRA contribution up up until October 15th because it's not an extension, it was actually a change to the tax filing deadline, which is is important for many people because it gives them, uh, you know, a couple more weeks to make that contribution and save for their retirement. Yeah. So if if you're out there and you're listening and you'd forgotten that 2022 had taxes due, you still have a moment to to get in touch with your your tax professional and make sure you get your time. 2022 tax returns done and make sure you're funding your IRA. You know, as financial uh, planners, the thing we love best is we love to see people putting a little way for the future. And an IRA is a fantastic vehicle, whether it's a Roth IRA or regular IRA, a SEP IRA, pension plan, 401k. These things are music to our ears. We love that. And so share with us a little bit about what's going on at Arlington and as we as we wrap up here, what's going on at Arlington, what's new, and if people are looking to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Well, Arlington was very exciting. Uh, I have to say we've got a new financial advisor that's joining the team next week. And so uh, we do have, you know, renewed additional capacity for, for uh, um, our clients, which I'm very excited about. The in order to reach us, you can email me at joe.wyland at arlingtonfa.com. That's J-O-E-W-E-I-L-A-N-D at arlingtonfa.com. Or, or just give us a call. At, you could also do oh. info at arlingtonfa.com. That's true. That's probably better. A little easier to spell. Correct. <laughs> or or call 805-699-7300. That's 805-699-7300. And, uh, and just schedule a time to sit down and talk with us. Um, you know, take a look at what we do, uh, what you're looking for, make sure it's a fit. Um, we're, we're open and we always enjoy working with new people with new challenges. I love that. Well, thank you, Joe. As always, you're a great guest. Uh, and um, uh, if uh, I wasn't so old, I would hire you guys as a financial planner. Uh, but uh, uh, Are you saying that ship sailed? That ship sailed. Yeah, I'm either going to make it or I'm not going to make it. Uh, but thanks again for being here. And thanks for sponsoring the show. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk. And we'll see you all next week. 